The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. I would say at this point, just about everybody's been in an Uber, right? Just, I mean... I feel fairly safe in saying that a lot of people have jumped in an Uber. They understand how the whole thing works. Have the app. Pay somebody for them to come pick you up in their car. Pay them. Leave a tip. The whole thing. I don't want to distract from our main topic here, but uh, Uber relates a new thing where you can see how many five, four, three, two, or one star ratings you got. Oh, really? And I checked it. And I've ridden in Ubers over 500 times. Holy cow. Which was a number that I wasn't quite prepared to see. <laughs> I'm sure my parents are excited that that means that's a lot of responsible no, hey, that, that just decision makes you responsible, Joshy. But yeah, that's a lot. I don't ride 500? In- wow. Yeah, I have like 419 five star ratings. Oh, 16 one star ratings, which I imagine go back to driving around some. Uh, let's compare them to. Brett friends who behave at that type of level, and you know well, the one star. Uh, well, I can say this. We now have to use my phone in my app because someone else's <laughs> phone in the family doesn't have the most favorable rating. <laughs> That's where we're at right now. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to mention any no, names. No, we're not going to mention no, any names. No. But as of late, we've been using the app on my phone. Who has a perfect five-star rating? Well, because people will, in terms of the Uber app, like if you have a less than favorable rating, people will decline your rides. Uh, oh, I'm yeah. well aware. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Well aware. <laughs> I, so I don't, I mean, I I could not tell you. I, maybe I'll, I'll look during the break here, Joshy, because I've I've gotten to the point where I use Uber maybe once or twice a year at this point. Oh, wow. Um, when I was younger and single, yes, Uber was... A lot, you know, used a lot more than I do now. But like, if I'm going, if if I've got like some event downtown, and I know I'm going to be there for a while, like I just don't go downtown that often, right? Like I'm not going out to the bars the way I used to, so I don't need I don't need the app anymore. But the reason why Uber is important to this conversation is because if you've used Uber, you're also familiar with surge pricing, and what that means if you're not familiar with Uber is during high traffic times, so. For Milwaukee, that would really be bar close. You know, Friday at 2 o'clock, Saturday at 2.30. You know, the, the Uber is probably going to cost more because the demand for Ubers is high. So then you end up having to pay more. Well, Wendy's, the fast food chain, is deciding to apply this to their food. That's right. They announced yesterday that they are going to introduce surge pricing, they're calling it dynamic pricing, to allow, quote, to allow Wendy's to be competitive and flexible with pricing, motivate customers to visit, and provide them with the food they love at a great value. But this means that if they're busy, like at lunchtime, and there's a line, not only do I now have to wait in said line, but now when I get to order my food and go to the window, I'm going to pay more? Like, that's what this means. But how is this happening? How is this a good idea to introduce surge pricing to to your fast food menu? I feel that regular restaurants do like the opposite of this. Do they not? Yes, yeah, sure. With Which lunch specials, 
like a lunch special to intrigue to try to get myself to become busy. I've got lower prices during lunch to like draw you in. And now Wendy's is doing the opposite of that, saying, "Oh, hey, when you're busy, you're gonna have to pay more for your baconator." That, that, uh, that's a horrible idea. I don't get it because number one, if I knew a restaurant was busy, fast food, I don't care what restaurant, I'm going somewhere else. A hundred percent. Right. If 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 the drive-through is gonna take twenty minutes, and then you tag surge pricing on top of that. I could tell you this. I may never go to Wendy's again. This is so dumb. I, I look. I couldn't tell you the last time I went to Wendy's <laughs> to begin with. Um, yeah. So, but I mean, would it make you more likely if it's like, let's say you got busy? I mean, not necessarily you, Chewy. So you have to imagine somebody being busy and skipping. You know, not being able to make lunch at a regular time. Getting so it's busy like, sounds a little weird. Like getting, <laughs> in in the fast food line. Get, okay. <laughs> You know, sometimes sure it's happening. Kid, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kids are kids. Um, you know, so you you eat, you know, 230. Presumably this would also mean that during slow times the price would be, you know, a little bit lower. So maybe around 233 o'clock, maybe you can get a bit of a deal on that Dave's classic single or whatever you want to get at Wendy's. Did, did they set the surge price, Gabe, or is it just TBD? It's TBD. So they did not say how much, like, it, you know. How much it's going to be, and I'm sure it's going to vary, because like prices for any fast food restaurant vary, right? Like, if you go to, you know, if if you're in Manhattan, you know, if you're in Times sure. Square, yeah. I'm sure the Big Mac, the Baconator, the Whopper, whatever you're getting is going to cost more than if you went to any of those restaurants in Dodge County where I grew up. That is that's the dumbest. I mean, the longest I wait in line down here, and it's actually worth it, and their system is. Very, very good. Is Culver's? Yeah, so that's about the mm-hmm. only fast play, fast food place I go to anymore. I, I will wait the longest at Culver's just because I know they're making it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, they're getting it out timely. They have a great system and well, it cycles. What's What's great now, and I think the pandemic kind of—I don't know if it forced them to do this or if they just decided to do it—but they've got the two. Wherever you go with Culver's, they have two lines, mm-hmm. and that kind of. It's you like know, Chick-fil-A as well. Yeah. Chick-fil-A kind of, solid, yes. Chick-fil-A it, very solid. It expedites the entire process. And at Culver's, you can order ahead. So if you're going to yeah. pick it up, you could just order and show up there. It's I've, great. I've done that before, too. Mm-hmm. It's my uh, that's, that's That's a great idea. What, what I'm tra- struggling with here is um, we see a lot of times companies... To get their name out in public, they like do some insane promotion or get themselves in you know, some weird collab... But I can't figure out how this would benefit Wendy's because, like, it's a known brand, yep. and now people are going, what the hell? I'm not paying more for lunch yeah. because you're busy. So, like, I feel like we're getting tricked. I just can't figure out how we're getting what, tricked. What the, tri- what the right. payoff Where of is the, the trick, trick is? What, like, what is happening? Well, because cause the crazy part to me is, so say, let's say you're doing this. Like, I do not know. Outside of the one guy who eats two Big Macs a day that was featured in that Super Size Me documentary, and I believe that man lives in Wisconsin. He's in Wisconsinite. Uh-huh. But outside of that guy, I do not know anyone, well, I guess other than Jen, because Jen's pretty pretty loyal to her Whopper. <laughs> but outside of those two people, I don't know of anybody who's like loyal to a fast food brand, and they're going out of their way uh, to go to that... 
Yeah. Okay, Homer so outside of those three, so Jen, Homer, and the guy from the from the uh, Super Size Me documentary, those are the three that remain loyal to whatever brand. But what's the first thing you do when you pull up the Uber app and see the surge and be like, what? That much? What's the first thing you do? Check, check lift. lift. I go right to lift. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Right? I go well, right to lift. So that's the point I'm making here, Jew. <clears throat> yeah. But I do not know of a single Wendy's that is like a standalone Wendy's where there's not another fast food joint next door, around the corner. Yeah. Like the, the most isolated one I can think of is the one that's that used to that that's by our old office up on Capitol Drive, but Culver's is less than a mile away down the road. Right? Most of, most fast food places end up building because there's a lot of other options. Just like gas stations off the highway, you want all those options. Like very rarely is Wendy's going to be your only option. So if you pull up and you see, oh, there's a line, I'm leaving. Yeah. And now on top of not wanting to wait for your Baconator, your cup of chili or whatever you're getting from Wendy's, oh, now I have to pay more? I'm definitely going to the other rest- fast food place, whether that's Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, Burger King, what have you. Like it, Wendy's, it, This, this is Wendy's insane the- to me. Are they affiliated with another fast food? I looked that up. It appears Wendy's as a standalone. They are not under the umbrella of like some because there's a few of those where there's like a umbrella company. Yeah, Wendy's seems to be on its own. Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, mm-hmm. uh, those Carl's combos. Junior, Hardee's. Hardee's, yes, yes. Jack and the Crack. Are they with anyone? <laughs> For those of you Jack playing the home box. game, that would be Jack in the Box. <laughs> Which, no, 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 okay, I'm not going to get into drunk, that. Yeah. That <laughs> sourdough burger at 2.30 in the morning? Are you kidding me? Ain't no surge there. But it just, it, it's so crazy to me. Like, I'm, and here's the thing. Like, I'm willing to pay a little bit more for the quality food at a place like Culver's, yes. right? Because, again, yes. you, like, yes. you know, it's fresh and all those different things. But if, if they made that change, like, oh, hey, we're making everything fresh, we're making it all to order, you know, the way that Culver's does, okay, then charge me a little bit more Wendy's. But I don't want to pay, depending upon the time of day, for the Baconator. Oh. Like, that just doesn't make any sense this, to me. This feels like they got, Wendy's got a little big, too big for the britches. Yeah, and that's this the other a, thing. This is a move like a, a Starbucks or a yeah. McDonald's would have to make no, to be the trailblazer. I was about to say, 100%, this feels like... Honestly, this feels like McDermott going out and saying it's not a matter of if yeah. it went. Like, okay, right, let's let- call him, let's call him down Buffalo. Like, let maybe get to a Super Bowl first. Like, you, you, like, what are you third at best behind Burger King and McDonald's? Like, if McDonald's made this move, I w- I would have to almost respect it a little bit because they're the kings. They're on top. Like, you, for Wendy's to do this? Are you kidding me? You got right, well, Miller in your you. ads. Is there a better chance? Is there a better chance that this goes away at Wendy's? Or other fast food restaurants follow? I'd like to say go away. But if it has any little bit of success, other restaurants are going to follow. Because anybody's going to be... If it makes Wendy's more of a profit, everybody else is going to follow this. That's the problem. Yeah. If they end up making... Like, if everybody else starts doing it because they think they can make more profit, then we, the consumer, so, ends up getting screwed. So think of, think of Uber and their surge pricing. That is based on... There not being enough cars Correct. and there being a high amount of traffic mm-hmm. is the the assumption here doesn't make sense because mm-hmm. that would imply that people are paying surge pricing because there's not enough other options. So the, you can go to even like the fast casuals. You could run into a Qdoba. Mm-hmm. You could run into what, name name the thing. 
and be out in a similar amount of time. Uh, so that's makes, that's Josh. the thing. Like if ever if everybody else does this, Chew, there's going to be some other place that goes. You know, what? we're not going to do this because then more people will go there because yeah. they know there's a set but price. It, it makes more sense to say, okay, we're going to have surge pricing because we're going to stay open till four in the morning. Yeah, I, I could understand that surge pricing. Then that I would get. Yeah, surge but, pricing but after not, two a.m. We're yeah, super sure. busy. We're going to charge you more money because we need more profit. That, that uh, It just doesn't make sense. No, I'm, I'm 100% there with you. Yeah. And I think this ends up hurting Wendy's more than it ends up helping. I agree. Uh, Chewy, I, I think, has some sort of power rankings off of this. I'm we not sure. do. Okay. I, I don't know what the power rankings are. He decided to find a list on his own. We'll see if he can use the Google machine correctly. Coming up next when we do power rankings here on Gen Game and Chewy. But first, I want to tell you about my friends at Mantality because it doesn't matter what age you are. Low testosterone communication with any guy. And that's what I found out. In my mid-30s, yeah, my testosterone levels were low. I thought I was getting more tired throughout the course of the day because, well, I'm getting older, waking up earlier in the morning, just don't have that energy. Well, now it turns out my testosterone levels are low. I found out because I went to Mantality. Went through their process, talked with their team, had a blood panel done. And the blood panel, like it feels more scary than it is. It takes like a minute to complete. They send it into a lab. Lab results come back, and they'll tell you if your testosterone levels are low. If they are, you can then work with Mentality on a customized testosterone treatment plan just for you. It's not one size fits all. They want to make sure that your levels are where they need to be specifically for you. So go to their website, lowtusa.com. Mentality loves treatment to fit into every guy's lifestyle. Certainly has helped me out, and that's why I've got the energy to do all of the different things that I do throughout the course of my day. Learn more about Mentality, lowtusa.com. It's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. <laughs> tuna. Dating app. It's tuna. <laughs> I love tuna. <laughs> I had some last night. <laughs> How do you eat your tuna? <laughs> Can we for once grow up on this show? On 94.5 ESPN. It's a huge day, which means one thing. We got some things to power rank. During the NFL season, we like to look at the NFL power rankings, but who knows where the mind of the big guy is going to take us today on our power rankings. It's Chewy's favorite segment of the week. Hey, big guy, you catch the game? It's power rankings time on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Did you catch the game last night? Can I say yes to you? What will the big guy have in store for us today? See the game last night? Which game? Any of them. Righty, in honor of Wendy's bad decision to go with surge pricing during the busy times of the day, this list is from the website Eat This, Not That, and we are power ranking the 10 best fast food burgers in America. Okay? Okay. So With me and Josh are guessing, said, right? We don't have to do this in order like we do the NFL, right? We just no. say one, and it's it's got to be there. It out. All right, uh, I am going to say the Whopper is in the top ten. The Whopper is. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I should have probably wrote these down, but I didn't. And. The Whopper is not in the top 10. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Huge upset. Now, I'm going to give you number 10 because I don't know if you guys know this place. Every other place you should know. Okay. 
Number 10 is Freddy's Original Double. Have you ever heard of Freddy's? No. Okay. That's why I gave it to you. I'm going to jump out here and take an easy one. I'm okay. just going to go the Culver's Butter Burger. Well, I mean, if Culver's isn't on this list. Then, then yeah. it doesn't. Then we're throwing yeah. The Culver's Butter Burger is number four on the list. I think that's a little low. Uh, I will say it seems that a lot of people love this burger. I will say the In-N-Out Burger. Which you claim is overrated. It's a little overrated because the problem is it was the same thing when I had first time I had Chick-fil-A. Because Chick-fil-A was like a southern thing before it really started migrating north. And the first time I had it, by the time I had it, if the chicken sandwich didn't change my life, it was overhyped. Same thing because In-N-Out is out west. When my sister used to live out there, the first time I had it, like, it's a good burger. Mm-hmm. But the way that everybody just, like, raves about it, it's like, it's, it's good. But it's Josh, not, you like, ever had fantastic. it? Yeah, I, ha- I enjoyed it. I like it because it's, yeah. it's perfectly made every time. That's what I like. I, like. I don't like slop. You know, I like it to look just like the commercial. So, Gabe. So you hate every burger. In-N-Out Burger, the animal-style double-double is number seven. Okay. Which I think is a little low as well. I would have had that higher. I'm a big fan of In-N-Out. I'm going to go with another just classic, should be easy one. I don't know if I should go Big Mac or Quarter Pounder, but I'm going Quarter Pounder from McDonald's. The McDonald's Quarter Pounder is... Uh, you're saying quarter pounder. So it's Big Mac. Oh, you're right, right, right. Okay, okay. that is number one. Quarter pound. QPC wow. is number one. QPC is number one. Well, QPC. Is that fair? I, I'm shocked that it's number one. A little, little surprised that that's number one, especially because like the Big Mac's their thing. Uh, I think the quarter pounder is better than the Big Mac. I would agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and especially like I feel most fast food at this point is consumed in the car anyway. Yeah. You can't eat a Big Mac in a car. There's just too it, much going on. You get lettuce everywhere. It's it's not good for anybody. But I'm going to say this as well. I think the Whopper is better than the QPC. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised the I'm Whopper. More about, uh, I'm more about flame broiled. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised the Whopper did not make anywhere in the top 10. Let me see where the Whopper. No, they only go to 10. Sorry. All right. That's fine. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to say the Big Mac's on there somewhere, too, because the, the Big, Big Mac, Mac is original. Big Mac not on there. Wow. I, the sauce is overrated. Sure. It's been around way too long. Sure, but again, it's it's you go to McDonald's, you get a number one. You know, I figured num- the number one at McDonald's would somehow end up on the list. I mean, there is one on this list that has no business being on this list, and you all know it. I'll, I'll just throw that out there as a little hint as well. I'm shocked that it's on the list. Is it like White Castle? White Castle yeah. is number nine. Yeah. yeah. That's like a nostalgia classic play. Have you ever had it? I have. I've, I've never had White Castle. All I've, had, all I've heard is people complain about how bad they are. Yeah, I've heard of uh, gastrointestinal issues. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the one thing I tie them to. Okay, so we got one QPC, four Culver's Butter Burger. Uh, seven in and out, and we got White Castle at nine. All right, so now we've got to get, I think, to kind of get to some of the more obscure ones that are out there. So is there some sort of Hardee's burger that's in this top ten? I don't know if it's like their Texas Frisco burger. Or I, I'm not familiar <laughs> with the Hardee's menu. I just know that they, you know, I see the commercials from time to time. Uh, 
Gabe, the Hardy slash Carl's, uh, Carl Jr. Superstar with cheese is number three. Okay. Is that good? I, I, I don't know. So when I was growing up, like, I don't want to say we had Hardee's all the time, but it was, Hardee's was the only fast food restaurant yeah. in Horicon. It's no longer there. So we used to have <laughs> Hardee's, you know, when I was a kid. And at some point before I was in high school, like the whole building got torn down. Yeah, we had one right next to the stadium that I would stop at sometimes for breakfast before they used to feed the players. Oh. And it was not good. Does does this list include, and I'm getting risky here, but let's say Shake Shack. Is that fast food? That's a good uh, Yeah, pull. I mean, I think Shake that Shack is, is the same thing pull. as Culver's. Yeah, so because the- Shake Shack is number six. Is it good? I hear people rave about Shake Shack. Shake Shack is really good. I enjoy it. It's a little pricey. Yeah. I'd put it on a similar plane in like quality to an in and out. Like yeah. it's good, not gonna change your life, but no. enjoyable. No, it's a I, solid I, burger. Again, it's it, for me it's a little pricey. You go you walk into a Shake Shack and you end up paying like twenty five bucks for <laughs> a burger, fries, and a drink. But let me tell you this, there is nothing better than a burger and a chocolate shake. Oh yeah. That is, if I want to be naughty, mm-hmm. burger and a chocolate shake. Burger and a chocolate shake, and then a nap. I mean, I'm. Oh. I'm just gonna tell you this. I mean, it's a, it's a bit of a free advertisement, but whatever. Um, the Dairyland here. I know it's too early. Whenever you're here in the Third Street Market Hall, yeah, it's too early and it's not open. But if you ever get a chance, like their burger, their shakes, is it good? Pretty good. I'm a fan. Me and Ange will always go on a Sunday or something when we're bored. We're like, you know what? Let's try a new place mm-hmm. that's got great reviews for a burger. Yeah, I mean, again, it's it's closer to a fast food burger than like a sit down restaurant fine. burger, but it's that's fine. And it's kind of far for you guys out west <clears throat> to just come all the way downtown for that. But it, I enjoy their burger. You know what else is good, Gabe, on a Sunday? What's that? A burger and a glass of Chardonnay. <laughs> All right, keep it going. There's a few more on here okay. that you guys should know. Uh, seated Shake Shack. In and out. So, okay, I mean, we hate to do it, but there's got to be a Wendy's burger on there. I, I don't know if it's their Dave's Classic Double. I don't know if it's the Baconator. I'm going to lean towards probably the, it's the Baconator, their more popular one. I haven't an idea. Number two, Gabe. The oh, Baconator is disgusting. number two. That looks like a heart attack between two buns. Though. Oh, yeah. Like if all you get the, the triple. Yeah. Get like a triple with all that bacon. Oh, um, no, that looks good. What about Five Guys? Oh, Five Guys. Uh, what about Five Guys? Five Guys is number five. The Five Guys cheeseburger. The only thing I don't like about Five Guys, and I love Five Guys, the fries. Yeah. I don't want the skin on the fries. It's fair. Are you with me or no? I haven't had five guys in over a decade. Yeah. All right, let me set the list here. Number one, yep. QPC. Two, Wendy's Baconator. Three, Hardee's. Four, Culver's Butterburger. Five, five guys. Uh, six, Shake Shack. Seven, in and out Nine, White Castle, which is... I don't know why that's on there. And 10 is Freddy's Burger. So we're just missing. We got one. We're missing one at number eight. Number eight. I'm trying to think of other restaurants we've skipped. There's one chain that. Uh, is it a southern chain? Yes. I, I think it's like, is it West Whataburger? Coast? Yeah. Whataburger Double Meat Whataburger. I don't like that name. The Double Meat? Yeah. yeah you know who I think owns. Hey, a, give me a Double Meat. You know who I think <laughs> owns a bunch of them is uh, J.J. Watt. 
I thought he was a big investor. Oh, I mean, I know Whataburger's big down in Texas. Yeah. And the only reason I know that is because my freshman year at Platteville, we did our spring drape, spring break baseball trip down in the Dallas area. Yeah. It's the first and only time I've had Whataburger. It was pretty good. You like it? Yeah. It, the picture doesn't good. look that flattering. Let's be uh, honest. On the website. Let's let's be honest. Yeah. A lot of the burgers, once you get them from said fast food restaurant, they don't look great. I know you said, I want to see it look like it does in the commercial. None of them yeah. look like they do in the commercial. Uh, you're probably right. Culver's, Culver's looks solid. Oh, yeah. Culver's, I, I would say, yeah. And maybe because it's freshly and in made. and out always looks solid. I don't know. Good I also list. think some burgers suffer from uh, the handling from the cook to the person serving it yep. to in your car to when you grab it out of the bag. Yep. And then next thing you know, it's sliding all over. Man, I'm hungry for a burger now. Yeah, I mean, I, I could crush one right I, now. Uh, <laughs> I, a little 8.30 a.m. cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah, what the hell? Man, why not? It's a Tuesday. We can do whatever we want. Uh, maybe you're not in the mood for a burger. Maybe you're in the mood for a pizza, but maybe not right now. You want to make sure you load up on Palermo's Pizza in your freezer, and you can find it in your grocer's frozen food aisle. Palermo's has been doing this for over 60 years, so they know what they're doing. And one of my favorite things about Palermo's is the number of different things that they have under their umbrella because they have Palermo's, Urban Pie, Connie's, Surfer Boy Pizza from the hit Netflix series Stranger Things, Screaming Sicilian. So many different slices for so many different appetites. Maybe you're looking for something more artisanal. You can go get an urban pie and some of the different crusts that they have there. They have a cauliflower crust, a a sweet potato crust. Maybe you're looking for something just kind of classic in terms of pizza. That's where Connie's comes in. Or if you're looking for that great quality, Screamin' Sicilian. So many different brands just under Screamin' Sicilian. They are going to have an appetite. They're going to have a slice for your appetite, for your family's appetite, no matter what you're looking for. So again, find them in your grocer's frozen food aisle. Palermo's, it's Wisconsin's hometown pizza. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Look, you take Jesus and the presence out, and it's not even in the top ten. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you take sex out of the anniversary, then that's not that fun either. On 94.5 ESPN. You know what makes me happy? My wife being happy. That's why I go to the jewelry center. Let's be honest. Most guys don't have a clue when it comes to buying jewelry. Gabe's one of the smart ones. He got the engagement ring and the wedding bands from the jewelry center for his wedding in 2022. They also do in-house repairs for watches and other fine jewelry like my championship ring. When it needs work, I know where I'll be taking it to the jewelry center. They have three locations to stop into Greenfield, Brookfield, and Burlington. And if my wife can't tag along, she can look through all the mini styles of diamonds and other fine cuts online at shoptjc.com. I'm living proof, happy wife, happy life. The Jewelry Center will make it happen. Brookfield, Greenfield, and Burlington, and online at shoptjc.com. Sure, there's going to be plenty of content around this because Brian Gutekunst speaking not once but twice spoke with the uh, the local Green Bay Packers press corps um, for about 45 minutes. Started talking, you know, that. Uh, 7.45 local time, just wrapped up talking with uh, the local reporters, and then he's going to be on the podium later today as well in Indianapolis for the NFL Draft Combine, and Matt Schneidman tweeting out um, a couple of things about that. Uh, some two quotes that he says Gutekun said, around here we've never hung banners for division championships, it's not about that. Does the Packers GM think they can win a Super Bowl next season? 
I do. I do. I like it. Was that a shot at the Lions? What, not hanging banners? Yeah. We've never hung banners. Yeah, well, so there's I nowhere to say hang them. never, but <laughs> it was never a big deal. But So I guess as a fan, Chu, and you can tell me, like the first one you want, like for the Lions winning this division, again, it was the first time in 30 years they won the division, I feel like that's a big deal. Like from now on, sure. now you can't, because I remember when you guys won the division in 1995. You guys yes. won the division for the first time in God knows how long in 1995. And that was a huge deal. Like yeah, As right. a fan, I remember that being like a big deal because it had been forever since you guys won the division. Now, didn't care about the division in 96, didn't care about it in 97, really haven't cared about it much since 1995. But that first one you win in a long time, like I feel like that means something to the fan base. I don't know how you guys felt as players in uh, 95. But you remember I, the play game? Well, of course I remember the play. I mean, that went from, oh, my God, I can't believe hey, we won the division. It Yancey was Thigpen. last game of the season. You guys were playing Pittsburgh. Yes. And you guys were up. Steelers drove down the field. And on fourth and goal, Yancey Thigpen could not have been more wide open in yes. the end zone. And he just inexplicably dropped it. Yes. And you guys won the game and won the division and got to host that, you know, you hosted the Falcons the next week. But I remember, like, that was the one hat. I mean, I still have a ton of hats today, but, like, as a, you know, at that, so what, 95, I think it was in fifth grade? Yeah. Fourth grade, fifth grade, something like that. And I remember having that hat. I remember the 1995 NFC Central Division Champions hat that I had because it was such a big deal that you guys won. And that was the year, I believe, we beat San Francisco it was. out yep. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we beat Atlanta. Yep. In the first round of the playoffs and then went to uh, San Fran where no one was giving us a shot and walked out of there with a victory. So, yeah. So for Detroit, like I I do not no, now, I, I think if they continue it. to celebrate division championships going forward, like after you win that first one, now okay, now you've arrived. You're at a different level. You're on a different playing, you know, field. So you don't get to celebrate them going forward if you're Detroit. And but the same thing with the Packers. I mean, it's been what now? I mean, they last won the division in 2001, so it's been three years. I mean, that's, yeah, you still don't care about the division title right now. Yeah. Like, oh, Jordan, like I'm not that. celebrating Jordan Love's first divisional title. I didn't celebrate Aaron Rodgers' first division title because yeah. the, the team and the expectations around you have already been set. Do you like how he answered the second question, though? I do. It's not cocky? I don't think so, because he was he was straight up asked the question, right? Do you think you can win the Super Bowl? I do. And and it's different because we were talking about um Sean McDermott earlier with the Buffalo Bills, where I don't know what the question was to him, but it's just different when you say it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. So that means you think you're going to. That's not just, oh, I think we can win the Super Bowl. If that was the question McDermott goes, Hey, I still think we can win a Super Bowl here, it's not a story. Like everybody, okay, yeah, I believe that. So him just answering a question, do you think you can win the Super Bowl? Gutekunst saying, I do think we can win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah. I don't I don't think that's cocky. I think that's just a matter of fact. We were a quarter away from sure. going to an NFC championship game a year ago. And once you get to that championship game, you're on the precipice of the Super Bowl. So yeah, I do think we can win a Super Bowl this year. I don't think that's out of the realm. I don't think that's cocky from him. No, I don't either. There was, I wonder if he was asked the question what he would have said before, uh, the the previous year, though, even though they had a chance, like you said, to get to the um, to get there. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just trying to find the line of cockiness because I'm looking at McDermott. I think McDermott's kind of hearing rumblings and footsteps of like, dude, you better get this done or you're out of here. So a lot of time these coaches say things like that out of fear and paranoia, right? Yeah. I mean, it's just a different – Goody's like, yeah, that window is open, baby. We're going to be around for another five, six years before we have to reset this thing. So, no, I don't have a problem with what he said at all. I just think it came from two different places, Gabe. Yeah, that's fair. There was three other questions that Matt Schneiman mentioned here. Uh, It's about Anders Carlson is one. That's whatever. It's about a curve of getting better. So he's on notice. Can't be that bad. Jordan loves extension. He's going to be seeing both Jordan's agents. But this one was interesting. Can Rasheed Walker be left tackle one? Goody responded, I certainly think he's already shown that. Now, I thought he played great. And I was impressed with a seventh rounder and the lack of pressure from that side of the line. Sure. Are we sure he's proven he's LT1? I don't uh, think so, because um, Bill Huber also tweeting out that he was asked that Goody was asked about Bakhtiari, and that there's no decision right now on Bakhtiari, partially because he doesn't have to make that decision yet. I don't like. I don't think there's a big. So, for example, the Packers yesterday. I mean, it's not really worth talking about because it was one of the obvious moves they were going to do because he's on contract for a while. They converted and created. They converted a roster bonus into a signing bonus for Rashawn Gary. So that roster bonus would have kicked in. Uh, on March 15th, and all $6.2 million of it would have been guaranteed by converting it to a signing bonus. They can spread it out over the rest of his contract, so they open up just shy of $5 million under the cap this year. Bakhtiari doesn't have any sort of roster bonus or anything due, so there's the, they don't have to do anything with Bakhtiari until they feel they absolutely have to. Like There's no, oh, you got to do it by this date, because otherwise this money kicks in and that becomes guaranteed. There's none of that with David Bakhtiari uh, during the offseason. Yeah, but the decision's already made. You're not coming back under your current contract. That, right? That yes. decision has been made. I think that decision I wonder made. if they're just trying to get something for him. You think? Um, I think it's possible. Yeah. The, the problem is... The problem is everyone knows he's getting cut if he doesn't uh, restructure right. and take, you know, uh, uh, an incentive-laden contract. Yeah, I just don't know who's going to give up. Like... Could the Packers, say, get a sixth-round pick? But do teams want to pay him under the contract he's under? Like, would the Packers have to take some of that money on? Like, the trade doesn't seem that straightforward. I don't think there'd be, like, any idea of getting, like, a top four-round pick for David Bakhtiari no, at this point is yeah. not possible to me. So, with a, tr- I mean, if, if a team were to trade for him... They would not be responsible for the restructure. They wouldn't be responsible for the signing bonus. So apparently there is a roster bonus. I did not think there was a roster bonus. That was last year it got converted into a signing bonus. So there's a $9.5 million roster bonus due on the 15th of March, according to Spotrack. Yeah, um, but, but the only So a team would be responsible for the roster bonus. They'd be responsible for a base salary. And those numbers would get you up over $20 million. So would a team be willing to take on David Bakhtiari for a one-year $20 million contract? I doubt it. I was just thinking Goody might have something up his sleeve to zing the Jets just to steer him in another direction. (laughs) That's one more shot. Sure. But no one's going to take that on, Gabe. No, I don't think so either. Now, if if you didn't have to worry about the roster bonus, if it was just the base 10.7, I could see a team taking a risk and taking a fly. I also think Goody doesn't really have animosity towards the Jets with how well his season ended up. 
Like, he hasn't got to rub it in their face anymore. He won. Mm, no. Yeah, he did win. But yeah. Nothing like that really won more good saying. <laughs> but, I mean, in regards to Rashid, a Wallace, I guess there is Walker. the fair... What? Walker, Walker. Wallace. I mean, if Rashid Wallace was coming in to play left tackle, I'd have concerns. <laughs> it's, that was the basketball player. Yeah, right? that, that was, was, that was the ball don't lie guy, yeah. Hey, look at Antonio Gates. Look at all these guys, all right? He might be the first. You never know. He may have some still left in the tank. <laughs> he might be the first left tackle to play with his back towards the line because he can just box guys out. Yeah. <laughs> Great but, rebounder. But I guess can you imagine the... you just show up and you're showing your butt to the defensive yeah. end the way you're lining up? Just... But I guess there is the uh, I guess there is the fear of Yash because we all thought Yash would potentially be that left tackle for the next ten years. Oh yeah, and well, obviously they knew something else, I guess, yeah. because they they had the backup plan. But I mean, you're always looking for depth, I would say, across that offensive line. Yeah, sure. And and you're hoping so. Yeah, my guess is David Bakhtiari is just not back. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah, just I, I just don't see it coming. The Greater Milwaukee Golf Show, presented by Old Fashioned Golf, returns Friday, March 1st through Sunday, March 3rd. New location, the Mosh Performance Center and Lux Golf Bays. The first 1,000 people each day get a free sleeve of golf balls. It's the Greater Milwaukee Golf Show coming up this Friday, March 1st through the 3rd, at Mosh and Lux Golf Bays in Franklin with free parking. Visit royalgolfshows.com, R-O-Y-L-E, and save $5 on advanced tickets. Or you could just be caller 5 right now, caller 5 and win two free tickets to the Greater Milwaukee Golf Show. 800-990-3776. Caller 5 wins two tickets to the Greater Milwaukee Golf Show, presented by Old Fashioned Golf. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Getting choked up over it. So, uh, hold on. Get me a moment. On 94.5 ESPN. Your next hangout spot is found right in Waukesha. Q Club Wisconsin is the perfect place to catch a game, play some games, and grab a drink. Bocce courts, dartboards, foosball tables, and, of course, pool tables. Ten of them. Plus, the Q Club of Wisconsin has its best fish fries on Wednesdays and Friday nights, and you know they just pile in high. Check out the live music on Saturday and stop in for brunch every weekend starting at 9 a.m. It's all happening at the Q Club of Wisconsin on North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Visit QClubWI.com or like them on Facebook. It's up right now on our Twitter poll, at Chewy. Make sure you follow us there. Make sure you check us out on our YouTube page as well. Follow ESPN Milwaukee on YouTube. You can stream all your favorite shows with video. You can see the lovely background that Chewy has whenever he's in Florida. Uh, but do you agree with Chewy when he says it's not a matter of if or when the Green Bay Packers win a Super Bowl, but how many Super Bowls they win? Yes, Chewy is right. 46% of the vote. No, still a long way to go. 54%. I'll take it. It's trending. I, again, I'm just surprised he went. I mean, it wasn't that long ago where you were trying to pump the brakes. Right. Now you, you went full toad today. Well, what would you have said... Uh, with Aaron 15 years ago, you would have said the same thing, right? I was counting Super Bowls after the first one. Yeah, I know. Counting. Well, after the first one, yes. Yeah. I think I felt, again, it just, it's, it's revisionist history probably right. at this point. 
But I don't think after the first season, I was like, oh, yeah, baby, we're going to Super Like no. I think at that point, we knew he was really good. After that Arizona playoff game, then I was, if not when. And then they won the first one, and then you're counting him, right? Yeah. Because the, the trajectory was so high, and they just never made it back to one. It turns out it's actually hard to do. Does that make me a toad? Yeah. Uh-huh. Toad to Jason, I think. I'll take Toad to Jason. Yeah, I, know. I think Toad for a day. Yeah, like, like, yeah. you're not full-blown Toad, but you were a Toad today. All right, that's fine. Yeah, you were Toad for a day. More you can do. <laughs> we'll see if Chewie's a Toad tomorrow. Who knows? <laughs> Jen scheduled to return tomorrow as she gets back from her trip after uh, some of the stuff that she's been working on for Big ESPN. More from Brian Gutekunst. I'm sure Jason and Tausch are going to break it all down on Wilde and Tausch. Coming up next here on 94.5 ESPN.